plastics uh, have been mass-produced for over seven decades now, widely used in practically every sphere of our life. What sorts of plastics uh, contribute to the pollution the most, and what are the consequences for the environment and uh, the human health? We produce around 430 million tons of plastic a year, two-thirds of which are short-lived plastics, which soon become waste. Plastic pollution can have devastating impacts on our ecosystems and wildlife, our health and well-being, and the global economy. The packaging sector is the world's largest generator of single-use plastic waste. Approximately 36% of all plastic produced is for packaging. This includes single-use for food and beverage, containers, 85% of which ends up in landfills or as hazardous waste. 98% of single-use plastic products are produced from fossil fuels or virgin feedstock. Microplastics can enter the body through inhalation and absorption via the skin and accumulate in organs, including in the placenta. Some of the chemicals in microplastics are associated with serious health impacts, especially in women. Scientists have established links between exposure from chemical additives that leach from plastics with obesity, diabetes, poor brain health, and even cancer. Research is still being done on the effects microplastics have on human health, and we do not know yet what the extent or how dangerous they are. Additionally, due to limited and inefficient waste management infrastructure, 40% of the world's garbage is burned, 12% of which consists of plastic. The burning of plastic waste has multiple health impacts, including increasing the risk of heart diseases and aggravating respiratory problems such as asthma and emphysema. With uh, this uh, huge danger that uh, plastic pollution poses, why has there been no international agreement on the proper use and disposal of plastics before? And what prompted the need uh, for an internationally legally binding instrument on plastics pollution now? Environmental multilateralism has grown significantly since the first ever international environmental conference in Stockholm. Following the determination, ambition and spirit of compromise that delivered the Paris Agreement, countries are increasingly committed to addressing the transboundary nature of the triple environmental planetary crisis of climate change, nature loss and pollution and waste. In March 2022, a historic resolution was adopted at the UN Environment Assembly to develop an international legally binding instrument on plastic pollution, including in the marine environment, creating the INC. We have now reached the midpoint of the process here at the third session of the committee in Nairobi and are working towards the adoption of the international legally binding instrument on plastic pollution by the end of next year. We also see the momentum of global environmental multilateralism growing in other issues with the Loss and Damage Fund, agreed at the last climate COP in Sharm el-Sheikh, 
and the adoption of the Kunming Montreal Global Biodiversity Framework last December at the CBD COP. You mentioned this uh, meeting of the International Negotiating Committee that is going on in Nairobi this week. It's in its uh, third session. And as the committee's president said, uh, for the first time, there is a particular text to discuss. What are the key elements of this so-called zero draft and how do they address the root causes of plastic pollution? The zero draft text was prepared by the INC chair, with the support from our Secretariat, based on a mandate by the committee at its second session in Paris at the end of May. It was drafted based on a comprehensive approach that addresses the full life cycle of plastics, ranging from microplastics to the incentivization of non-plastic substitutes. It is too early to say which elements will remain and which will be removed or changed in the draft text. The text is now in the hands of members. The narrowing down of different text options will likely take place at the next session of the INC in April and November next year, where we will have a clearer picture of the shape and direction of the future instrument. How is it going to be implemented? What will be going after the text is agreed upon? We hope to come out of this third session with a mandate for intersessional work and a mandate to develop the next iteration of the draft text of the instrument for consideration at INC4, which will be held in April next year in Ottawa, Canada. At that session, Members will likely further refine the text and the committee is expected to agree on the final text of the instrument at its fifth and final session to be held in the Republic of Korea in November 2024. This will be followed by a diplomatic conference of plenipotentiaries in 2025 where members are expected to adopt the instrument and open it for signature. What message uh, is important behind all this process that uh, uh, pertains to uh, the plastics pollution? Plastic pollution affects us all. So it is reassuring to see that the world is coming together here in Nairobi and at the subsequent sessions of INC to address this important issue. We need a strong, ambitious and just plastics treaty. But that is only the first step. Once the instrument is adopted and eventually enters into force, the next crucial step will be ensuring its timely and effective implementation. So I would like all members and stakeholders to start looking at how implementation can start happening even before the treaty is fully adopted and comes into force.